Hello everyone, welcome back to Wick Me to Sleep. Once again, welcome to all the new listeners. Thank you so much for falling asleep with me. If you have not had an opportunity, check out our Instagram, posting a lot of new content on there, lots of great images, some clips. If you don't want to commit to a full episode, make sure to follow along there, as well as like and subscribe the podcast on whatever podcast platform you like. And with that said, why don't we just jump right into it? Tonight, we'll be starting on the randomly selected Wikipedia article titled Big Radio 2. Big Radio 2 is a Bosnian commercial radio station broadcasting from Banja Luka. Big Radio 2 was launched in 1992. The program is currently broadcast on 26 frequencies. Now there's a whole list of these frequencies. I'm going to click into Sarajevo. Sarajevo is the capital and largest city of Bosnia and Herzegovina with a population of 275,524 and its administrative limits. The Sarajevo metropolitan area, including Sarajevo Canton, East Sarajevo, and nearby municipalities is home to 555,210 inhabitants. Located within the greater Sarajevo Valley of Bosnia, it is surrounded by the Dinaric Alps and situated along the Miljaka River in the heart of the Balkans, a region of southern Europe. Let's click into Balkans. The Balkans, corresponding partially with the Balkan Peninsula, is a geographical area in southeastern Europe with various geographical and historical definitions. The region takes its name from the Balkan Mountains that stretch throughout the whole of Bulgaria. The Balkan Peninsula is bordered by the Adriatic Sea in the northwest, the Ionian Sea in the southwest, the Aegean Sea in the south, and the Turkish Straits in the east, and the Black Sea in the northeast. The northern border of the peninsula is variously defined. The highest point of the Balkans is Musala, 2,925 meters, in the Rila mountain range, Bulgaria. The concept of the Balkan Peninsula was created by German geographer August Zinn in 1808, who mistakenly considered the Balkan Mountains the dominant mountain system of southeast Europe, spanning from the Adriatic Sea to the Black Sea. The term Balkan Peninsula was a synonym for, for Rumelia in the 19th century, the parts of Europe that were provinces of the Ottoman Empire at the time. It had a geopolitical rather than a geopolitical definition, geographical definition, which was further promoted during the creation of the Kingdom of Yugoslavia in the early 20th century. The definition of the Balkan Peninsula's natural borders does not coincide with the technical definition of a peninsula, hence modern geographers reject the idea, idea of the Balkan Peninsula. 
while historical scholars usually discuss the Balkans as a region. The term has acquired a stigmatized and pejorative meaning related to the process of Balkanization. The term, the alternative term used for the region is Southeast Europe. Jumping down to history and geopolitical significance, and starting with antiquity. The Balkan region was the first area in Europe to experience the arrival of farming cultures in the Neolithic era. The Balkans have been inhabited, inhabited since the Paleolithic and are the route by which farming from the Middle East spread to Europe during the Neolithic 7th millennium BC. The practices of growing grain and raising livestock arrived in the Balkans from the Fertile Crescent by way of Anatolia and spread west and north into Central Europe, particularly through Pannonia. Two early culture complexes have developed in the region, Starshevo culture and Vinsha culture. The Balkans are also located in the uh, are also the location of the first advanced civiliv- civilizations. Vinsha culture developed a form of proto-writing before the Sumerians and Minoans, also known as the Old European script. While the bulk of the symbols had been created in the period between 4500 and 4000 BC, the ones on the Tartaria clay tablets even dating back to around 5300 BC. We're going to click into proto-writing. Not to be confused with pre-writing, it says. Proto-writing consists of visible marks communicating limited information. Such systems emerged from earlier traditions of symbol systems in the, the early Neolithic, as early as the 7th millennium BC in China and southeastern Europe. They used ideographic or early mnemonic symbols, or both, to represent a limited number of concepts in contrast to true writing systems, which record the language of the writer. Analysis in 2022, led by Bennett Bacon, an amateur archaeologist, showed that lines, dots, and Y-like symbols on upper Paleolithic cave paintings were used to indicate the mating cycle of animals in a lunar calendar. The markings found in over 400 caves across Europe were compared to the mating cycles of the animals with which they were associated, showing a correlation with the month of the year in which the animals depicted in the cave paintings would typically give birth. The markings were 20,000 years old, predating any other equivalent writing systems by 10,000 years. I'm going to follow into lunar calendar. We're going to jump around to a lot of different pages this episode, it seems. A lunar calendar is a calendar based on the monthly cycles of the moon's phases in contrast to solar calendars whose annual cycles are based only directly on the solar year. The most widely observed purely lunar calendar is the Islamic calendar. A purely lunar calendar is distinguished from a lunar solar calendar whose lunar months are brought into alignment with the solar year through some process of intercalation, such as by insertion of a leap month. The details of when months begin vary from calendar to calendar, with some using new, 
full or crescent moons, and others employing detailed calculations. Since each lunation is approximately 29 and a half days, it is common for the months of a lunar calendar to alternate between 29 and 30 days. Since the period of 12 such lunations, a lunar year is 354 days, 8 hours, 48 minutes, 34 seconds, purely lunar calendars are 11 to 12 days shorter than the solar year. In purely lunar calendars, which do not make use of intercalation, the lunar month cycle run lunar months cycle through all the seasons of a solar year over the course of a 33 to 34 lunar year cycle. A lunar solar calendar was found at Warren Field in Scotland and has been dated to circa 8000 BC during the Mesolithic period. Some scholars argue for lunar calendars still earlier. Rapengluck in the marks on a circa 17,000-year-old cave painting at Lascaux in Marchac in the marks on a circa 27,000-year-old bone baton, but their findings remain controversial. Scholars have argued that ancient hunters conducted regular astronomical observations of the moon back in the Upper Paleolithic. Samuel L. Macy dates the earliest uses of the moon as a time-measuring device back to 28,000 to 30,000 years ago. Start of the lunar month. Lunar and lunisolar calendars differ as to which day is the first day of the month. Some are based on the first sighting of the lunar crescent, such as the Hijiri calendar, observed by most of Islam and historically the Hebrew calendar. In some lunisolar calendars, such as the Chinese calendar, the first day of a month is the day when an astronomical new moon occurs in a particular time zone. In others, such as Hindu calendars, each month begins on the day after the full moon. The length of, a, of each lunar cycle varies slightly from the average value. In addition, observations are subject to uncertainty in weather conditions. The, thus, to avoid uncertainty about the calendar, there have been attempts to create fixed arithmetical rules to determine the start of each calendar month. The average length of the synodic month is 29.53059 days. Thus, it is convenient if months generally alternate between 29 and 30 days, sometimes termed respectively hollow and full. The distribution of hollow and full months can be determined using continued fractions and examining successive approximations for the length of the month in terms of fractions of a day. Let's click into continued fractions since we're about halfway through and it's time for you to start drifting off to sleep as the content becomes more and more boring. In mathematics, a continued fraction is an expression obtained through an iterative process of representing a number as the sum of its integer part and the reciprocal of another number then writing this other number as the sum of its integer part and another reciprocal, and so on. In a finite continued fraction, or terminated continued fraction, 
the iteration slash recursion is terminated after finitely many steps by using an integer in lieu of another continued fraction. In contrast, an infinite continued fraction is an infinite expression. In either case, all integers in the sequence other than the first must be positive. The integers a subscript i are called the coefficients or terms of the continued fraction. It is generally assumed that the numerator of all of the fractions is 1. If arbitrary values and or functions are used in place of one or more of the numerators or the integers in the denominators, the resulting expression is a generalized continued fraction. When it is necessary to distinguish the first form from generalized continued fractions, the former may be called a simple or regular continued fraction, or said to be in canonical form. Continued fractions have a number of remarkable properties related to the Euclidean algorithm for integers or real numbers. Every rational number has two closely related expressions as a finite continued fraction whose coefficients can be determined by applying the Euclidean algorithm to p, q. Let's click into Euclidean algorithm. In mathematics, the Euclidean algorithm, or Euclid's algorithm, is an efficient method for computing the greatest common divisor of two integers the largest number that divides them both without a remainder. It is named after the ancient Greek mathematician Euclid, who first described it in his Elements. It is an example of an algorithm, a step-by-step -step procedure for performing a calculation according to well-defined rules, and is one of the oldest algorithms in common use. It can be used to reduce fractions to their simplest form, and is a part of many other number theor theoretic and cryptographic calculations. I fear we may be getting pigeonholed into just math, Wikipedia, mathopedia. So I'm going to skip down to historical development on this page, and maybe we can find our way into some other historical figures. The Euclidean algorithm is one of the oldest algorithms in common use. It appears in Euclid's Elements, specifically in Book 7 and Book 10. In Book 7, the algorithm is formulated for integers, whereas in Book 10, it is formulated for lengths of line segments. In modern usage, one would say it was formulated there for real numbers. But lengths, areas, and volumes, represented as real numbers in modern usage, are not measured in the same units and there is no natural unit of length, area, or volume. The concept of real numbers was known at that time. The latter algorithm is geometrical. The GCD of two lengths, A and B, corresponds to the greatest length, G, that measures A and B evenly. In other words, the lengths A and B are both integer multiples of the length G. The algorithm was probably not discovered by Euclid, 
who compiled results from earlier mathematicians in his Elements. The mathematician and historian B.L. van der Werden suggests that Book 7 derives from a textbook on number theory written by mathematicians in the school of Pythagoras. The algorithm was probably known by Eudoxus of Sinodus. The algorithm may even predate Eudoxus, judging from the use of technical term Anthephiaris, <laughs> uh, reciprocal subtraction in works by Euclid and Aristotle. Let's click into Pythagoras. Pythagoras of Samos, Pythagoras the Samian, was an ancient Ionian Greek philosopher, polymath, and the eponymous founder of Pythagoreanism. His political and religious teachings were well known in the Magna Graecia and influenced the philosophies of Plato, Aristotle, and through them, the West in general. Knowledge of his life is clouded by legend, but he appears to have been the son of Nesarchus, a gem engraver on the island of Samos, or the city of Tyre. Modern scholars disagree regarding Pythagoras's education and influences, but they do agree that around 530 BC, he traveled to Croton in southern Italy, where he founded a school in which initi initiates were sworn to secrecy and lived a communal ascetic lifestyle. This lifestyle entailed a number of dietary prohibitions, traditionally said to have included vegetarianism, although modern scholars doubt that he ever advocated complete vegetarianism as he was said to have advised athletes to feast on flesh exclusively. Let's actually click into vegetarianism. Vegetarianism is the practice of abstaining from the consumption of meat, red meat, poultry, seafood, insects, and the flesh of any other animal. It may also include abstaining from eating by all, all byproducts of animal slaughter. Vegetarianism may be adopted for various reasons. Many people object to eating meat out of respect for sentient animal life. Such ethical motivations have been codified under various religious beliefs, as well as animal rights advocacy. Other motivations for vegetarianism are health-related, political, environmental, cultural, aesthetic, economic, taste-related, or relate to other personal preferences. There are many variations of the vegetarian diet. An ovo-lacto-vegetarian diet includes both eggs and dairy products. An ovo-vegetarian diet includes eggs but not dairy products. And a lacto-vegetarian diet includes dairy products but not eggs. As the strictest of vegetarian diets, a vegan diet excludes all animal products and can be accompanied by abstention from the use of animal-derived products such as leather shoes. Vegetarian diets pose some difficulties. For vitamin B12, depending on the presence or absence of eggs and dairy products in the diet or other reliable B12 sources, vegetarians may incur a nutritional deficiency. Packaged and processed foods may contain minor quantities of animal ingredients. 
While some vegetarians scrutinize product labels for such ingredients, others do not object to consuming them or are unaware of their presence. And with that, I think we will wrap up for tonight. If you're already asleep, well done. Keep sleeping. If you have not yet drifted off, keep your eyes closed, relax, and allow the music to take you off into your slumber. Sleep well.